For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. of Over the Line. That's right. That's right. Man, what a 24 hours it has been. Now, I need to address this up front because I really should have done this before I started the podcast because I know there's going to be people making fun of me now. You saw me taking a picture, for those of you watching live, you saw me taking a picture as uh, the intro music was playing, but I I got to looking at my setup here for today so I could monitor the hearings going on, and I thought, man, it's a good-looking setup. Let me get a picture of that. I know. I know. I know. You know what? For the sake of knowing y'all are already going to make fun of me as it is, I'm going to go ahead and take another one. Watch this. Look at that. What you going to do about it? I just took two of them. Oh, all right. Here we go. It is your Tuesday edition over the line. Glad you could be here. Well, if you're watching live or you're listening uh, on the recording podcast thingy, Medusa, whatever. There is a lot, a lot going on right now. I've spent my entire morning watching hearings on Capitol Hill, which uh, uh, Bill Barnes, the witness, and they're talking about every, everything related to law and order. And this is span a wide array of things and what i'm going to do because it's still going on and i really haven't had the opportunity to take certain clips of audio that i would like to bring you guys i'm just kind of watching this thing live and if i see somebody speaking that i think is going to bring something to the table like jim jordan as of right now 
I'm going to bring that to you. Well, no, there's time's over. So I have to wait till his next round. There are certain people, though, I want to uh, I want to play for you because I know they're going to bring the uh, bring the heat. It's man. OK, calm down, Andrew. I get excited about this stuff. Want to recap kind of what we found out, the important things that we found out this morning. Now, just to give you the overview of what's happened thus far, you've got uh, Democrats whose concern in today's hearing, for the most part, is about the Department of Justice illegally detaining, illegally arresting, and, and really harassing peaceful protesters. That's right. Peaceful protesters all across this country because nobody's doing anything illegal. They're just protesting for the sake of black lives. And when they protest for the sake of black lives in a peaceful way, it involves things like burning buildings, destroying businesses, throwing things at cops, White people yelling at black police officers. You know, the norm when you're sticking up for black lives. That's what you do. That's, that's, how, you, that's how you let people know that you stand with Black Lives Matter. You, you, you take your white privilege and you yell at African-American police. Um, that's where the Democrats have been. Now, on the Republican side, I've watched Jim Jordan, and I'll give him credit because he is the most efficient with his time. He spent a lot of time talking about the Russia investigation, and that's his MO. Y'all know Jim Jordan. He does that. Representative from Ohio, he gets out there and he reminds the American people and reminds all of Washington, we ain't letting this go. Now, we know currently Durham has an investigation into that particular situation and into the unmasking of Michael Flynn, which happened 40-something times all throughout the government during the Obama administration towards the end of the Obama administration. Jim Jordan is questioning Bill Barr on several things and all of a sudden finds out that the Durham investigation is not the only investigation going on. There is another one, and I think his name was uh, Bill Bash or something Bash. He's a, he's a federal attorney out of, um, out of Texas. He says... We've got a completely separate investigation going to look into the unmasking as well. And that's the first time we'd heard that. That's big news. That means we've got two major investigations into the Obama administration and what they did to illegally sabotage the incoming Trump administration. And even after the fact, after Donald Trump had won the election, continued to do so. And uh, it's going to be big. It, and it's it's relieving to know that there's a second investigation going on. So that's big. And again, I'll kind of keep an eye on. I got two TV screens here, watching what's going on in uh, on Capitol Hill with this hearing. And anything I see, I will uh, uh, certainly bring to you. And I know it's kind of tough because in the, in the world of podcast, it's recorded. People listen to it the next day or a week later or whatever. I get it. I get it. But I'm not going to bring you any content that's not worth listening to at any given time. So, uh, y'all know the drill on the social media. Go ahead and add it. Uh, over the line on Facebook, uh, at Andrew McLean Who on Twitter and Parlor. 
and over the line on YouTube. Those of you watching live, you know that. I don't have to tell you, but go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Now, some of y'all have had trouble finding the YouTube channel, so do this. If you're searching over the line and you can't find it, because apparently there's a few of those channels out there, go to youtube.com slash... Is it a backslash or a forward slash? It's, it's a slash. It goes from left to right, I think. That way. That slash. Go to facebook.com slash... I'm, I'm sorry. youtube.com slash over the line. That's the URL. You type that in your little box up top, and it'll take you right to the YouTube page. And you should be good to go. Don't ask me how I got that URL. I didn't even know I had it, but I do. And uh, it makes me happy. It makes it a lot easier for you guys to find it. Um, outside of what's happening on Capitol Hill, now keep in mind, we've got a, a, a multiple-day gimmick for John Lewis, who we started the show yesterday kind of talking about that. That's completely been thrown to the wayside now. John Lewis is no more. He's been used a couple times as a talking point on Capitol Hill today in these hearings. But nobody's talking about John Lewis anymore. That's over, done with. We're we're we've paid our respects and putting him in the ground, and and that's it. As for outside of this, what we talked about yesterday, which happened in real time as we were doing the podcast, was a bomb that has spread throughout social media and has literally crashed with big tech who's trying to remove this stuff as fast as it gets put up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to yesterday's podcast, July the 27th, 2020. That podcast, we played what those doctors were saying that were out in front of the Supreme Court, Frontline Doctors of America, I think is the name of the group. In real time, we played those guys speaking, and it was some of the most fascinating commentary on the COVID-19 crisis that we have seen thus far. And by the way, props to you guys. Yesterday's podcast, just 24 hours in, it's our most listened to podcast to date. So if y'all uh, are doing your part and you're going and listening to that podcast, uh, make sure you share it with your friends and your family, especially especially with the the situation of Facebook and Twitter and other big tech companies trying to remove that video, we have the audio on the podcast, and that may give us the ability to kind of shelter it from big tech, and they're not just seeing a post that's that's a video about it or, or a direct video on there. It's within a podcast, and they would have to go listen to the podcast to find out that we put the audio on there. So it's a little bit of a shelter for that particular content, but they're going to continue to take it down. They suspended Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, a Twitter account for 24 hours or 12 hours, whatever it was, because he posted something about it. Twitter has, within their community standards, or their, their community guidelines, or whatever, the rules, that you will be suspended if you post anything, any misinformation related to COVID-19. Obviously, this is a new rule. This is not something that's been in place for any length of time. But they have decided that if you post what they consider misinformation on COVID-19, they will 
they will delete it. They will. De- they won't delete the tweet. They'll suspend your account and force you to delete the tweet. They do that because they want to be able to say, "Hey, we're not censoring you. We're just telling you 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 can't post that according to our rules." And you know, you got to delete it yourself. And at that point, their hands are clean. They didn't delete the tweet. You did. You deleted it because you wanted to continue to use your own Twitter account. And while most of us would say, well, it's not that big of a deal, just delete that account and make a new one. For people that have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of followers, it's devastating to have to ditch one account and start all over. It's not easy to get that many followers on a social media account. So you can't just ditch it and make a new one. Now, granted, if you're um, high pro, even as a high profile person, even as Donald Trump Jr., you start a new social media account, you're still leaving a lot of people out because it takes people a while to realize, hey, this guy is somewhere else. If I'm wanting to hear what he says, I gotta, I gotta go find this new account. People don't consume themselves with this stuff like we do. So that happened, and that's happening all across social media. I know a lot of you listening have had the the same thing happen because I've watched y'all post on social media that, hey, my video got taken down. My post about the, the Frontline Doctors of America got taken down. And it's serious. So just to recap, and again, go listen to yesterday's show. I beg you, go listen to yesterday's podcast. To recap what happened in that video... You had approximately 8 to 10 doctors from all over the country. Everything from pediatricians to regular practicing MD doctors to ER doctors, surgeons, whatever. Any doctor that was dealing with any kind of COVID-related patient was there. And they were all saying the same thing. They were saying we're being bamboozled. They were saying... We uh, were being lied to. The economy is unnecessarily being wrecked. We're, the, the, we're, we're being shut down for no good reason. And we ourselves, I'm speaking as the doctors, are being threatened. Not just with our medical license being pulled, but being threatened, our lives being threatened. Because we are out here letting people know that a mixture of hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and a, a couple other medications are what is curing people with COVID-19. It is curing them of it. Some of y'all have reached out to me and told me that you have family members that have contracted the virus and the doctor had enough wherewithal to give them that medication and then they're getting better. The one lady said she's dealt with 350 COVID patients with people from every medical situation, from overweight, diabetes, uh, breathing problems, even one patient that was 92 years old and said every single one of them survived because she gave them hydroxychloroquine. And then they went into the details of the data that is being used to say hydroxychloroquine is dangerous. They say they're doing these blind studies, giving people a toxic amount of hydroxychloroquine and then saying it's dangerous. You give 200 
milligrams of, of hydroxychloroquine twice a week, and they're fine. Hydroxychloroquine twice a week. Zinc once a day, whatever it is. I don't I, I don't know exactly what the regiment was, but that's what she was saying. But these studies are manipulated to scare people. It's the politicians, it's big pharma, it's all these people that see a lot of money involved in in a vaccine that is not necessary, and that's why they're pushing it. Of course, it's a lot of things. It's it's the one thing we've been talking about from day one. It's Democrats wanting to keep the economy trashed until Election Day. But it's also the next in line, the, the powerful people that are next in line, and those are the lobbyists, especially Big Pharma. You're talking billions and billions of dollars if they can keep Americans away from hydroxychloroquine and have them wait on a vaccine. If they can produce a vaccine, then guess what? They're rich. They're filthy rich. Now, I want to remind you, and you, you may not have thought about this yet or may not even remember it, but there was another instance like this one where something came out about coronavirus and the medication and stuff that caught fire on social media, and the same thing happened. It started getting pulled down left and right on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. It was a video about a lady who personally worked with Dr. Fauci. And this lady told a story about Dr. Fauci and his desire to control certain epidemics and control the production of a vaccine. Right? You remember this. And I wish I should have. I'm just now thinking of this. Otherwise, I'd have pulled up the lady's name and stuff. This lady goes through the evil system of the pharmaceutical companies and Dr. Fauci's role in it to show that they are allowing Americans to die on the basis of enriching themselves. If you go back and watch that video, if you could even find it now, that theory lines up perfectly with what we heard from those doctors yesterday. And what's the common denominator in all that? It's one person. Dr. Fauci. He's the common denominator within her story and these frontline doctor stories. It's about money. It's about power. They don't care how many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans have to die. That's a necessary evil for them. They want the money and they want the power. And if it's wrecking your life, if it's ruining the business you worked your entire life for, if it's killing your family members, that's fine with them. That's fine with them. They just want one thing and one thing only. No matter the price, they want the money and they want the power. Go back and watch that if you can find it. Because social media has stepped up their game on the censorship to stop this stuff. And you remember, 
not only was social media knocking that stuff down like they're knocking down these frontline doctors, there was an active campaign to discredit this lady, to make her look crazy. And you probably ran across your liberal friends or your liberal family members that said, oh, that lady's crazy. You'll just believe anybody on the internet, won't you, you big dumb redneck Trump supporter? But it's a pretty big coincidence that we've got these two people that have no relation that are saying the same exact thing about the same exact people related to the same exact virus. That's a pretty big coincidence. But the same thing is happening with these frontline doctors. I'm watching people on social media say, man, y'all, y'all just believe anybody with a with a lab coat on in front of a TV camera. What? Okay, and, and, and you would rather us believe to the politicians that have lied to us year after year after year? Dr. Fauci is a politician, y'all. He's been he's been working in the White House and within the federal government for forty-five years. Forty-five years. So do you think he's been able to be in that cesspool for 45 years and survive by being a nice guy and doing the right thing? Not a chance. Dr. Mikovits. Mikovits. Well, that sounds familiar. Trisha's telling me Dr. Dr. Mikovits is the lady's name from the from the uh the, the, the video uh the first time. Let's see. Uh Judy Mikovits is her name. Yeah, here's the, um, she's sending me the links right now. She's like my producer, which I really appreciate. That helps me out. I, I need, uh, <laughs> I need a lot of help when it comes to this. Dr. Mikovits, I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sure, but whatever. Um, go back and watch that. And she's found some YouTube videos of her speaking on the, um, speaking on that exact same issue. But it's a good refresher. If you're interested at all. And what these frontline doctors of America are saying, you need to go back and watch her video again. And I'm going to do the same thing. Again, I just thought of this as, as I'm sitting here ranting about it. Go back and watch her video. And then come back, if you can find it, and watch the video from the frontline doctors of America. Trying to line up the two. And see what conclusion you get. Because you will see a striking striking resemblance between those two. And it should scare the crap out of you. Because your government, your government's been doing this for a long time. Your government is not going to act like Russia. Your government's not going to act like communist China. They're not going to drive in white vans down the street and start snatching people up and put them into concentration camps and just do all this evil stuff in broad daylight. No. They're going to trick you into giving them your rights. They're going to bamboozle an unsuspecting society into giving them full control. It's what the Democrat Party is based on. It is the core of their beliefs that you give them 
what they need to make your life better. Whether that's money, whether that's your freedoms, your rights, give it to them and they got you. That's why you can take the mask issue and you can take the coronavirus issue and split it down party lines. Because people that are dedicated to the Democrat Party are accustomed to giving their rights away. They're used to it. It's it's normal for them. It's completely normal for them to bow down at the feet of the federal government and say, oh, my master, please save me from this evil virus. Save me from this. Save me from that. That's what they've been doing for years. So why would it be any different this time? The political divide on this issue has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with dumb rednecks or conservatives or red states or blue states. It's got to do with the Democrat Party brainwashing their followers, which has been their goal for years, brainwashing their people into submission. And that's why we are where we are. So much going on today. I don't even know where to go. I'm telling y'all. I've been so <laughs> been so fired up over the last 24 hours. And again, the the amount of people of y'all listening to yesterday's podcast is not helping it helping me at all because it just makes me dive deeper into this stuff. Trish will tell you I hadn't stopped. I hadn't stopped since yesterday. Um, back to the hearing on Capitol Hill. Now, a lot of this we'll probably touch on in tomorrow's podcast because I'll be able to have my hands on a lot of the audio or some of the some of the top audio from the hearing. It seems to be, it's going to be an all-day thing. It was supposed to start at 10 o'clock. I think it started a little later. Apparently, the chairman of the committee, Jerry Nadler, who is a scumbag as well, he got into a car wreck on the way to the hearing. It was a minor fender bender or whatever, I guess, so he was fine. But he came waddling in with his little notepad, his old goofy mask on, sat down and got started. Now, Jim Jordan is the vice chair of this committee, and when he held his opening remarks, which completely pissed off the Democrats, he played a video of the protests that have gone on all across this country. It was like six, seven minutes long. And forced... America forced Washington, forced CNN and MSNBC and all these other liberal outlets, forced them to carry on their airwaves the protest that they try so hard to ignore. Force them to carry all this destruction on their airwaves. As we were sitting there watching it, I was switching back and forth. I was going CNN, MSNBC. I was trying to see which one was going to cut away first. Because I just knew they would. They didn't, surprisingly. But I just knew somebody was going to cut away from it. It didn't happen. But that's neither here nor there. So that happened. Then they get into the bickering and all that. Then we find out 
that there's a separate investigation into the unmasking of Michael Flynn and the Trump administration. But at one point, and I found this funny, at one point, Jerry Nadler stops the hearing to chastise Jim Jordan and somebody else. I can't remember who the other guy was. Stops the hearing to chastise them for not wearing their mask. Now, they weren't deliberately taking their mask off just to be defiant, which I would be totally okay with. They were taking their mask off to get a drink of water. Not like how Dr. Fauci takes his off to drink water. It's, like, legit. And he chastises them if they're not going to follow the rules and respect the sovereignty of this committee. They're like, dude, whatever. This thing is a circus anyway. What is there to respect? If y'all have been watching this, if you've watched any of these hearings over the past two or three years, what is there to respect? Every time you watch this, you should lose respect for our federal government, not as a whole, but just in Washington, D.C., our Congress and our Senate. You should lose respect for them every single time you watch this circus. Every single time. Because it's nothing but a joke. One thing about it, and I think this may be to the Republicans... Uh, or to the Democrats' benefit, is the Democrats, when they go to ask Bill Barr questions, because this is supposed to be all about law and order and, you know, the, the AG's position or whatever, which it's, it's all over the map. Democrats will take all of their time grandstanding. They'll ask questions and make points that are completely false, to Bill Barr, and then refuse to allow him to answer. And so he has to go through the entire five minutes as these people rant and rave, ask questions, then answer their own questions. And then when their time is up and they move to the Republican's turn, the Republican has to spend half of their time allowing Bill Barr to rebut the absurd questions from the Democrats. And every time, anybody... I can't imagine anybody that is 100%, no BS, being objective watching this, thinking that Bill Barr is not winning this battle. Bill Barr is ripping these guys to shred with logic and the rule of law. Every single thing they ask, he's not stumbling around, he's not sweating, he's not trying to figure out what to say. He's got an answer for all of it. And that's because everything they put out is a lie. Their main argument is that the Attorney General and the Department of Justice is sending out federal, they keep calling them troops, federal troops. Which they're not troops, they're civilians. They're federal agents. Sending them out to arrest, blindly arrest, peaceful protesters. Anybody that's been watching these protests across the country, especially in Portland and Seattle for over the past two months, every single night, know they're not peaceful. But even when it comes to the federal agents, they're not allowed to put a stop to those violent protests. Those local governments have told the Trump administration and the Department of Justice, you're not allowed in here. You're just terrorists. 
So they're like, fine. Well, you just let these people destroy your city. Whatever. All we're concerned about is federal property within your city. So what they're doing is they're sending their federal agents to the federal property within those cities. In particular, in Portland, the federal courthouse there. They put up a barricade. They put federal agents there. And they are protecting that courthouse. Now, the Democrats are trying to paint that the protesters are doing nothing to that courthouse. They're just out there protesting Black Lives Matter or, you know, whatever. When in reality, when Bill Barr presents the facts of what's really going on in the ground, protesters are hurling kerosene balloons, Molotov cocktails. They're, they're throwing... They're throwing balloons filled with gasoline and accelerant into broken windows of the courthouse where people are at the time, they're in there working, and then following it by throwing fireworks in that same window to light the accelerant and burn the federal courthouse down. Possibly killing numerous people and destroying federal property. But Bill Barr according to the Democrats, is the bad guy in all this. He's the one sending terrorist groups to Portland and other places to snatch up snatch up protesters like the Gestapo in Nazi Germany. Again, it's a circus. It deserves no respect. There's only a handful of people in that room right now that deserve respect. Bill Barr's one of them. And the rest of them should be ashamed of themselves. But they're not. They're not ashamed of themselves because they've got a job to do. Their job is, one, to take down the Trump administration, but more importantly, to take over the United States of America. And I don't mean win the White House. I don't mean win the majority in Congress. I mean take over every aspect of your life. And I've gotten it. The years I've been in radio, Andrew, you're just saying that you're just a fear monger. You're just trying to scare people. Nobody's trying to take anybody's rights away or take over their life. Keep watching because they're doing it more and more every day. But thank God, not for me, but for the thousands, tens of thousands of people out there or more that have woken up to this stuff, especially those that have used their voice in the form of a podcast or a radio show or a YouTube channel that have stepped up and started speaking out against this stuff to try to wake up more Americans and say, this is what's going on. The bright side of this is you've got more Americans awake now than we had 10 years ago. People are paying attention to what rights are being taken away. And as each day passes, as each clip of a protest is played on TV, as each new mandate comes into play to protect us from the big bad coronavirus, people get more and more angry. And that anger, that anger is going to be beneficial. That anger is going to help people fight back when the day comes. That the government's ready to make their move and take over. I'm not an apocalyptic doomsday guy. 
I'm not a, a Civil War is coming type of guy. But guess what? I'm starting to be. So you and your family, you better be ready. These are some of the most evil people that I've ever seen occupy our government buildings. And maybe, maybe they've always been there and we were just blind to it until now. But with the transparency we have now, because of the flow of information us little people get, it is blatantly obvious what we're up against. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going down without a fight. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Over the Line, youtube.com slash Over the Line, on Facebook, Over the Line, and then on Parlor and Twitter, if they don't censor us, at Andrew McLean, who? Don't forget to go listen to yesterday's podcast. It is a must listen to, and we'll be back with a brand new show for you tomorrow. Until then, see you, Cole.